lovely to see you all. Good morning. Um, great to be with you. Um, and see so many, and yet many are falling like flies. Poor Erin's sick, Mel's sick. Oh my gosh. Sally's not sick. She's in London having a time with her sisters, having a birthday. But we're here, and I'm going to share this morning the third talk of our short series on the Vine vision, our vision. Um, Stuart, I have to say, Stuart brilliantly shared a couple of weeks ago and kicked us off just talking broadly about the vision and shared these beautiful words. The church we see is a community of worship. The church we see is a community of transformation. The church we see is a community of blessing to our world. The church we see is filled with people who live three-dimensional lives up, in and out. The church we see is filled with people who love their God, love their family, and love their world. What a great way to articulate our vision. Thank you, Stuart. And I hope you're catching this. I hope you're um, grasping that this is foundational to us, and I'm this morning talking about the, uh, one of the pillars of love our God and um, particularly asking the question, why worship? Aaron last week covered it beautifully in a narrative vision almost of how maybe God sees us just now, but how we might see ourselves coming back and captured this heart of vision being in our everyday lives. And I've been blessed and fortunate to have that experience. I, I must tell you, about 15 years ago, I was driving back from Wales after work. We worked down there. I was driving home. It's quite a long journey. I was just passing Moffat. It's about 2005. It was a time the Pope was actually visiting Scotland. And he had an event at Bell Houston Park, and I was just like, you know how it is. Just trying to get home, long day, long journey, two hours to go, listening to the radio, five live. Man, we're gonna make this. And they, 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 they suddenly go to an outside broadcast unit. They're in Bell Houston Park. And there's two guys having a chat about what's going on. Thousands of people in Bell Houston Park. The Pope is being welcomed. They're talking about it. And they're talking. But behind them is a piper playing Amazing Grace. Just this, you could just about hear it. And they were talking over him. It was actually, it was probably quite a poor production. Because it, it was like, either, and then, then I was like, could you just, just stop talking and let's have a listen. You could hear the crowd. And you could hear the piper. And then suddenly... They must have had like a thousand pipers just burst into the chorus of amazing grace. And you could not hear a word the reporters were saying. And this, this, this music, this, this liquid joy just filled the car I was driving in. Tears welled up. I, emotion just coursed through my veins. It was like I just was filled with a sense of God's presence and God's love and the words, amazing grace, how great thou art, never felt so appropriate in that. And I, I, had, to, I had to stop the car. I had to park up. I, I was just crying out, worshiping, thanking Jesus. And, and um, just a beautiful moment, I guess, for me. And, and uh, you know, I had, I had to just, what was that? Where did that come from? And um, 
Happily, it has not been the only moment that that's happened, and I'm finding as my Christian experience goes on that it's occurring more and more. So I'm either getting worse and worse, <laughs> or something, God is doing something. I, I, I worry, if it's, is it just me? Uh, is, what's going on? I, I, I was just sharing with Craig there, that I didn't feel very emotional at, you know, when, at my dad's funeral or before or after, but turn the turn the pipes up. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So why worship? Why is worship so important? And, uh, um, and, and I'd love just coming here on a Sunday and, the, and the, the, that same feeling starts to stir me and feel me and I feel God's love. I feel God, God's presence. I feel God's heart. And, um, and it's just, just so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for it. And, and I've been trying to make sense of it in case I am just going slightly mad. Or if, if there is something significant about this, and I really believe there is. Um, and I've got a range of voices this morning that I, I, I hope will speak to us about this deep mystery of what worship is, and why it's the foundation of our church, and why it's you know, one of our three pillars in our vision. I believe, actually, God is inviting us into a river of delights where we can experience his presence, his love, and his power as we come in faith and seek to praise and worship him as best we can. So let's, are you ready to jump in? Come on, let's jump in. Next slide, please, Ruben. Thank you. Um, I'm not very good at fiddling around with notes and paper, but I'll try, keep me on track. So, the voice of worship leaders. Any worship leaders here? <laughs> Thank you, Linz. Well, let's see. I, I, I uh, quote Joel Houston, who is part of the Hillsong movement, and they brought a generation of people to faith just through their music, just through worship. I mean, I mean, th their songs are sung um, worldwide across the church for the last 30 years. It's been the soundtrack to my marriage with Sally, you know, starting with Darlene Jay back in the 90s to today. I mean, it's just been there, and there's a whole story around how significant Hillsong has been in my life, and blessing my son, Isaac, who is in the thick of it there in Sydney, having <laughs> remarkably caught a vision to give his life to worship. How can that be? There must be, I hope there's something in this, or have I just corrupted them somehow? <laughs> he says this, Joel Houston, I believe God created music for the sole purpose of being used to worship him, to connect people, the human heart, our soul, with heaven. And he says, we're doing all this so that even just one person somewhere can experience God in a new way, a true way. And I really hope that is true for us too, that we're here as a church leading the charge in worship in Scotland, I hope, hoping that just, just one of us, just even one, can begin to experience the love of God in a new way. I really hope that for you. And I want to just continue to grow in that journey and together we see it. And this um, book has really helped me. A guy, John Risberger, a, a, an English teacher, pastor, um, worship leader, um, wrote this book and it's given me a whole theology about 
the, the worship which has been so helpful. He says in the preface of this book, the message of worship is called, My Christian Faith Was Always a Singing Faith, Lindsay. Isn't that good? The Christian faith is a singing faith. Love that. For biblical worship is a response to God's revelation of himself, empowered by the Holy Spirit, which finds expression in every aspect of human life and experience. Biblical worship is primarily a journey we're called to make in community with the people of God. So here we are, and we believe we are on a journey as a group of people in worship, for worship, through worship, to experience the reality of God, to, through worship, see God more clearly, and as we understand more clearly, be able to share Him more uh, truthfully, if you like, with, with the world. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thought. And um, our own Derek Cook um, messaged me this week, as he often does, just with an encouraging email and text, and I asked if I could share this. He's probably dying right now. Sorry, Derek. But um, he said this in his email. You know, I'm listening to so much worship these days, more than ever, and finding more and more beauty every day, every second in His presence is the most beautiful time we can have. It all starts with worship, with our hearts overflowing with love and gratitude. Yes, he says, I really believe that God really delights in us as we enjoy Him when we talk with Him, have a personal relationship with Him, and of course, when we worship Him. So, thanks, Derek. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then, so I've, I've deliberately included Derek in the voice of the worship leaders, of course. I don't know if you play an instrument. I don't know if you can sing. But I know you're a worship leader every day, coming in here on a Sunday, leading worship. He's leading his own spirit in, in his workplace, having a break. He'll be having his music on. And I, I, it made me think, that's, that's really the call for all of us. We're, we're, we're every single one of us called to be worship leaders. We really are. So we're coming together as a congregation, leading worship, and bless the guys who help us and lead us from the front with their gifts and talents and passion and dedication. And thank you guys for doing this. I tell you, um, it's amazing for us. But every single one of us is actually called to be a worship leader in our own lives, in our own space, in our own world, and coming here together. You know, just seeing somebody else worship is inspiring. It's um, beautiful. So, thank you, Derek, for all your encouragement, all you do, and um, great example to us. Um, one of the challenges, though, is this view of worship in a contemporary way, and it's even an archaic word, isn't it? Worship. Don't think about it too much, and, and what a biblical worship is. And um, I've, I've realized it's very easy to slip into thinking, well, worship, praise, is this just some vain God looking for adoration? You know, looking for his servants to give him the praise. And, and, and that is a sort of picture we can have of kings or, or celebrities now who, are, who, who, who seek the uh, appreciation and, and the, uh, and yeah, I guess the, it's not worship we would use, but the adoration, the, the service of others. And, and we, that can corrupt our understanding of, well, is just, is just God like that? And it can make us resist, I think. I, I can understand that. Um, and it can, uh, because we're so, 
that's how we see and hear worship, but biblical worship shows us it's something completely different from that. Let's just look at the next slide. Um, thanks. And as a church, I think we've, we've, we've learned that and understood that and seen that over the years. I, I came here in the mid-80s, would you believe, 1985, and then we didn't have a full band like this. We just had mm, keyboards, maybe, one guy singing. That was it. A guitar, though. Lenny Turk in his home, leading with his guitar. And even in those days, as it, it was probably the, the thing that attracted me most to this church was the music. I had been brought up in Church of Scotland, all things bright and beautiful, and school assemblies, and just didn't, I didn't understand it, didn't connect with it at all, but I was connecting with these choruses, simple songs of worship and praise, like, yeah, I can do this, and um, it's really significant. And then, so, Sally reminded me of a few things that have happened. We've, um, we've uh, always had worship in the homes and in our gatherings, and it's now the, the full band we see, which is amazing. We, we were in, apparently, Sally with others, Lenny and Carol again, others I'm sure may remember, uh, there was a time when they went into prisons doing ministry, singing to prisoners, just like Johnny Cash, and uh, sung songs like El Shaddai, I remember that, Amy Grant. We've always, well, regularly sang Christmas carols out in the streets, and we've had outreaches in the town with music, we've had visits into old folks' home, anybody remember doing that? Singing to the old folks in the homes and the towns of Dunfermline, we've done that, we loved it. We've had youth bands in what was once the old heating chamber. We have Synergy Youth every Friday worship, praise. We have a warrior worship. We've had conferences over the years with our band leading worship. Uh, uh, we've had, of course, if you were here in those days, you'll vividly remember Frenzy. I think it was five years. Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. Of international gathering of the best worship bands in the world at the time in the in the in the in the, in the 2000s, early 2000s, meeting that. Um, uh, the Edinburgh Airport in the, in the festival there. Amazing moments. Worship is in our DNA, for sure, as a church. And we want to build on that. And uh, we want to move forward. And it's exciting. And we want to surely uh, reflect a God that is good and um, isn't just about taking, but is about receiving. And that's what I felt in that moment of worship, that I, I, although we bring something in worship, we bring ourselves, we receive so much more from God. He's not isolated and distant and looking for the, the congregation to worship. He comes down amongst us and brings His love. It's not a place to just feed one way up to God, but it's a two-way interaction where God pours out his love into us. I think worship, God's given us worship so he can share his love with us and experience his love. That's what he wants to do. Next slide, uh, Ruben. Thank you. The voice of the scriptures takes us on a remarkable journey, which there's a whole series here I'd love to do one day, and we won't go into it in detail, but all the way from the first song, and you know when the first song in the Bible was? It's up there, Exodus 15, is it? 
Exodus 15, song of Moses and Miriam, after they just crossed through the, the sea, the Egyptians crashed behind them and they rejoiced in the salvation of God, which is a very significant moment, the first worship song, giving thanks for salvation. Even God had explained to Moses before that, the burning bush, that they were, he was taking Israel out and he would know that God was with them when they came to worship. Worship gives us the assurance of salvation. It gives us the sense that God is with us, even when we don't feel it and we come to worship him by faith, he starts to bring that feeling of assurance and faith. And if we're lacking it, it's a tension. We don't want to worship. It's difficult, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. But if we come in and step in by faith, suddenly we find the feeling stirs and the assurance comes in that way. And the scriptures talk of that and reflect it. The story of worship grows and grows um, there's the walls of Jericho falling down with the trumpets sounding and the people crying as they marched around for seven days. And the power of worship in the spiritual realms is uh, significant as well. It's not just about a feeling. It's not just about us. It's actually an act of spiritual warfare as we come and break down the walls. And we see it in Jesus, ultimately fulfilled. And if you have any doubt about whether it's spiritual, just look at the temptation Satan gave to Jesus in the wilderness after 40 days, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you the nations of the world. And this is the temptation of the devil. This is the worship that we think is corrupt and focused on the, the, the person is the very worship that Satan wants. He wants everybody to bow down and worship him, and even Jesus himself. But Jesus rebuked him and said, no, worship only the Lord our God, because that worship is so much more whole and healing and loving and giving and sharing. It's not the selfish worship of the world, the self-orientated. It's the giving worship of a God who wants to pour out His love on His people. This is the worship, and it's a spiritual battle every single day for the Christian, that if we can walk in and we can break through into the spiritual realms through worship, we're going to break down the walls, we're going to see people here, we're going to see people touched, and we're going to just be transformed as well. These three pillars that we have interact, don't they? It's not just do this and do that. We were worshiping out in the streets, worshiping out in the the, the old folks are ministering to people through worship. So worship is up, but it's also out, but it's also in, isn't it? Layers, Stuart. Layers. It, we'd love to share more on this, but I'm going to focus on one scripture. The next slide, please, Reuben. This story wouldn't necessarily come to mind in worship, but it really touched me when I read it. It quickened it to me. This is the story of the voice of one who touched Jesus, the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. I, I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. I won't read it all, but uh, study it again. This woman couldn't be healed from the bleeding, and bleeding was just a terrible thing in the, uh, the, the life of, uh, of Israel then, I imagine, because bleeding means you're unclean. They couldn't come to the place of worship. If you touched anybody, you would make them unclean, and they couldn't go to the place of worship. She was probably completely separated from people, from God, and couldn't get healed. She was stuck, but somehow saw in Jesus hope 
of this man. And she came and just touched his cloak amongst the crowd. Immediately was healed. Two things happened, in fact. She was immediately healed. Jesus turns around amongst the crowd, bumping and barging everybody. Who touched me? Power went out from Jesus. The woman was healed. Two things happened. Two things happened in worship. We touch Jesus, and the power comes out. I believe that seems to be what happens in worship. I don't know if this was intended as a vision or illustration of worship, but I believe that's what's happening. We see as we touch God through worship and praise, and we come and just somehow we get a breakthrough. We enter His courts with thanksgiving. We enter His um, presence with praise. We, can, we get closer. The veil is thinner in praise and worship and music, and it's there, and we can touch Him and be healed, and the power comes out in worship. So that's why we worship in this church for at least 20 minutes, sometimes longer on a Sunday. It's not just a cultural thing. It's not just our church. This is what Jesus has called His people to do, is to worship Him so He can come and bring heaven to earth. This is the reality of worship. We come closer to God being with us. That's heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want heaven here right now. That's what Jesus started to institute, the kingdom of heaven on earth right here, right now. And we're just continuing that mission. So we're closer to God. We bring God into everybody's presence. That's what Jesus secured on the cross. Worship is no one-way street. It's absolutely a dual carriageway when if we move forward by faith, she had faith, your faith has made you well. That secret ingredient in all things Christian-wise, faith. Take a step of faith in worship. It's hard, but we come on a Sunday. It can be hard for many. It can be hard to find moments, hard to find time. But a mustard seed of faith I mean, driving home from Wales, Tuesday afternoon, there's no telling when he's going to show up. (laughs) It's amazing. Are you ready for it? Are you excited for it? Would you ask for it? Because if you don't ask, you won't receive. Knock on the door and it will be opened. That needs that little bit of faith to get there. I encourage you to do it. Let's just um, just move this forward. Nearly wind up the voice of the one who touched Jesus. Finishing with just the voice of the Psalms. I mean, 150 Psalms is the middle of the Old Testament. Is Christianity a singing faith? Is the biggest book in the Bible? And it, it, I mean, come on. Have we missed it? <laughs> How do people miss this? Christianity. It's, it's sing. <laughs> and the wonder is, there's everything in there. However, you're, the woman came with a great need. You may not have a great need. You might have a great need. You may have a little need. You may just have a, enough need for today. And Jesus instituted praise and prayer, a daily thing. He said, 
how do we pray? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name is the translation I've got. I'm pretty sure I've been told that means praise. Praise his name every day and your daily bread. Give us our daily bread. Every day we're encouraged to come and praise God, even just to get through the day. And I, I tell you what, the, the more I become addicted to this worship thing, I can't wait for the moment on a Sunday. I need it now, today, just to get to work, just to get through the day, just, just to have any sense of compassion or, or hope. Or, I need it. I need, I need Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit to come. And it's right here. Every single day, through faith in Jesus, you can enter in his presence. That's the promise. That's the cross. That's what he did. That's what he achieved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You can read through all the Psalms and find everything rejoicing, all of creation, and you can see pain. You can see anxiety. You can see depression. You can see people suffering. You can see people who are frustrated. And that's how Jesus accepts us. Not ready, holy, cleaned up. The woman in the, in, in the woman who was bleeding tells us that she was not clean. She could not come in the old way, in the old covenant. But Jesus, the new covenant, just pours out his love upon her. Your faith has made you well. And that's, that's, that's the Christianity. That's the God we're serving and worshiping. Let's bring the band back up, shall we? I'm inviting you into a river of delights, I believe. I believe Jesus is inviting you into a river of delights. John Risbridger in this book, as I say, that I recommend thoroughly. He says, the invitation to worship God is the highest privilege of human beings, a, a, a privilege squandered by human rebellion, but gloriously restored to us through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. It's an invitation. Will you come? I'm inviting you today to, to join in this mission that we have to share this vision, to become worshipers in spirit and truth as Jesus um, saw and portrayed. I'm inviting you maybe just to come each Sunday and see it as game day. This is match day. Come. Ready. Come. Being a, coming as a worship leader. Yeah, yeah. You may not feel like it. It may be difficult, but come. Bring just a mustard seed of faith. Come early, as you did this morning. Come and fill the place come with your kids crawling over your head just if you can manage it please come please come please come if you're in your home though you can come too you can join in the worship 
every single day. I'm inviting you, I guess, to just come closer to God. And yeah, what are we singing next, guys? Worthy. Worthy. And just maybe start, start, start us off, because the Holy Spirit's here, and I've said plenty. But the invitation is there for us, for you. It's a beautiful invitation. come and worship Jesus but it's a spiritual battle but if there's anything that you have seen about Jesus that that woman saw come and touch him just come to him whatever it is you're needing it isn't too much forgiveness mercy hope, assurance, love, grace are all in the river of delights. God's purpose is that it flows from his throne through his people to one another. I'm inviting you to find a way to praise God every day. Invite him into every aspect of your life. Inviting you to join together in the mission to bring heaven to earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way. In Jesus' name. Let's get those words up, Ruben. The song. Holy Spirit's here right now. If you are stirred, if, if, if you want to move forward, your flesh may be reacting because it's a spiritual battle. You may be too self-conscious. You may feel not sure if I can do this, that I want to do it. But if there's something, just come in this time of worship, just take a step forward in your heart. You know, I, I'm pretty sure God doesn't really bother too much about what we're looking, if we're raising our hands, if we're scratching our nose. He looks at the heart. He looks at your heart. And you saw David's heart was a heart after his. Just ask him into your heart. Ask him, to, the Holy Spirit, to come and fill you. Ask him to receive you and invite him in. Thank you, Jesus. Because he gives you the heart of worship that we need. We can't work it up ourselves. It's a gift. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship together.
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just reach out your hand if you're able to, if you're prepared to, and imagine you're touching the hem of Jesus. You've touched Holy Spirit, I pray that your power will go out right now. Whatever your need is, physical, emotional, um, spiritual, Lord God, I pray your power will come right now for every person who's just needing to reach out and touch you. If you're at home, if you're needing to reach out and touch Jesus, just do it right now in your mind's eye. Just lift up your hand and imagine touching that cloak. Oh, Lord Jesus, would you come now and I pray for the power of God to come on every single uh, person who's just in this moment of faith reaching out to you in your presence right now. Come, oh God, come, oh God, and pour out your love, pour out your presence, pour out your healing, pour out your strength, oh God. We lift up um, those who are sick again. We lift up... Uh, Graham Campbell in, uh, in Canada, again, we, we just on his behalf, we touch you, Jesus, and bring out your healing in Jesus' name on those who are, who are sick, oh God. Bring out your healing for John Ord. We just touch the cloak, Lord God. Bring healing out. Do it. Bring healing out. Bring healing out. Bring healing out, oh God. Have mercy on us, oh Lord God. We touch your cloak for those around the world who are suffering in so many ways that we can't even begin to imagine. We ask you, Lord, that your gospel would come, your 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 hope would come, your light would come, and they would know to reach out and touch you. They can touch you. They can touch you, O oh God, because your glory will fill the earth, O oh God. Thank you, Lord God, that your kingdom is coming. Oh, Lord God, and we uh, ask and say, yeah, we're in. We're in. We're all in. We're going to jump into this river of delights. We're going to jump in, and we're going to just share this with every single person that we can on the face of this earth, O oh God. And we believe and we see a vision of just worship in this place uh, exploding across this nation again. We, we believe just a, a, a hope that we can bring this uh, truth, this amazing gift that you give us, Lord God, to the world again, to the nations again, to this town again. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.